listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast again today. It feels like I haven't been on for a while, and that's probably because I haven't been on for a couple of weeks. Um, Man, it's been a busy, busy last few weeks, but I'm happy to be back with you guys today. And I really appreciate you uh, being on the podcast with me. Of course, those of you that have been with me, I've been on Facebook every day for um, you know Monday through Friday, uh, Facebook broadcast, 10.30 a.m. But we've been all over the place and finally back home in Florida for a little while before we get running again. But um, I'm so happy to be back on the podcast with you guys today. And it looks like it's going to be a great one today. If you caught the, uh, I say it looks like, like I'm not the one that determines <laughs> what the content is. It is going to be a great one today. Uh, did you see, uh, I'm sure you saw the title. We're going to be talking about um, seven Christian qualities that demand promotion in the workplace. And I think this is a very, very important um subject to talk about uh, for a couple of reasons. And let me give you why those are. Number one, uh, we're anointed to not only be members of the kingdom of God, but members of this world, this generation, to make an impact on our generation. And one of the things that God is using us to do is to take our gifts and talents that we've been blessed with and to use those to build the kingdom of God and to be a blessing in our generation. So uh, one of the awesome things that we are anointed to do is to excel in everything that we put our hands to do. We're blessed in everything we put our hands to do. Uh, That's something that was even promised in the old covenant, you know, to people that didn't have a covenant as good as ours, that they were blessed everywhere they went, whatever they put their hand to do would be blessed. And so now that we live in the New Testament under the um, new promise and covenant through Christ, the blessing of Abraham has come upon us as Gentile believers through faith. So those promises, we can claim them as well through that covenant that passed on into the New Testament. So whatever we put our hands to do, will be blessed. And wherever we go, wherever our foot treads that God leads us will be blessed. And the important thing to remember about this is that you should never be at a place where you feel like you cannot perform uh on the job, in your career, promotion, even if you start your own business, you're not called to fail or to regress. You're called to progress and to succeed in everything that you put your hand to do. You're anointed to succeed. You're anointed to succeed. Of course, a verse of scripture that I always keep in front of your eyes often is Proverbs 4.18. The path of the just is a shining light that shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Your path is to shine brighter and brighter. Increase is your story, never-ending increase. And so today I'm going to give you seven Christian qualities that demand promotion in the workplace. You're called to promotion. You're called to go higher. And if promotion is available, God's children who carry his favor should be in line for that promotion. And I'm not just talking about spiritual promotion. I mean 
and that's why I'm doing this episode. I mean, in the workplace, you're the one that should be promoted. You're the one that should be taking over as a child of God. And here are seven things from the word of God that put you in position to demand that increase, demand that promotion. And I believe you won't have to demand it, but just your actions as you walk in the word of God, demand it. Meaning when people look at you from the outside, they'll say, man, when they, when they start thinking about who, who should we promote, who should we uh, take to the next level, your name will always be at the top of the list because these seven things are operating in your life. And I believe these are qualities that any corporation, any boss, any manager is looking for. Uh, and they may not even realize that they're Christian qualities, but they'll know that you have been with Jesus. Just like the Bible said in the book of Acts, when the apostles stood before the high council and uh, they said, man, we can tell that these are common, uneducated men. However, we can tell that these are men that have been with Jesus. When you operate in these seven things I'm going to give you today, people will be able to tell you've been in the presence of God because these are all manifestations of having been in the presence of God. So let's get into this today. I don't want it to take forever, but I do want to give you in depth uh, these seven things and how they translate on your job, at the workplace, in your business to promotion. So seven Christian qualities that demand promotion in the workplace. Number one, I think you know where I was going to start. Hopefully you knew. Love. Love is the most important eternal quality. According to the Apostle Paul writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, walking in love. Everything we do for God and receive from God is predicated upon us walking in love. It is the greatest commandments in the New Testament, number one, to love the Lord, but number two, to love your neighbor as yourself. Walking in love. Everything we do coming out of love. By the way, this is a seed that you'll be sowing in the workplace. Love. It's a seed that you'll be sowing in the workplace. And trust me when I tell you, it will create a harvest in the workplace. Um, I can even say this before I got into the workforce, before I became a minister, even when I was in school, you've heard me tell the story of the girl in my homeroom class that you know, hated people dressed in all black, all her makeup was black. I mean, just hated people, treated them with disdain. I mean, couldn't stand people, including me. And every time that I saw her, I sowed love into her life. I was kind to her. I complimented her. I told her it was great to see her. I mean, like day in and day out. Sowed that walking in love into that girl. And uh, the day came where she just w w couldn't take it anymore. She was exasperated and she she confronted me and, and asked me why I was still so nice to her after she'd been so nasty to me for all those months. And from that day forward, I began to reap a harvest of love from her. She was kind to me. She would smile at me. She'd say hi to me, sometimes even give me a hug. I mean, literally turned it around. So if you think there's impossible uh, people in your workplace, well, these people are just impossible. You continue walking in love. You continue sowing love. Realize you are releasing a seed into your workplace environment that will produce a harvest without question. It will produce a harvest. You will see the effects of that. And by the way, anything you do for God has to be done through love. Just keep in mind 
because of Galatians chapter five and verse six, that faith works by love. Let me just give you a quick um, encouragement here that if you allow yourself to become offended at work, angry with people, unforgiving, your faith is not going to work at work. It's not going to work because faith works by love. And so you have to stay in love for your faith to work. If you're believing for that promotion on the job, you're believing for that raise, you're believing for that bonus to go higher in your corporation or whatever it is you're looking to do, faith has to work through love. And if you allow yourself to be pulled out of love, it's a massive mistake. That's why I'm starting with it today. It has to be paramount in your plan and strategy to go higher. You've got to live in love. Love, not just loving the Lord, loving people, loving people as you would love yourself, the Bible says. Love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, that's that's insane because we all know how much we love ourselves. We don't want ourselves to be destroyed, to die. We want the best for ourselves. Same thing for your neighbor. Love them as you would love yourself. Um, number two, now I, I want to get into this. It's very important. The second quality that will demand promotion at work, and this is a rare one in this generation, diligence, diligence. Let me quickly define it so that it's not, um, something that seems like we're floating around on what it means. Simply put, diligence is careful and persistent work or effort. Careful. I love that term, careful and persistent work or effort. It means you're conscientious of what you're doing. You understand? It, it, it means that there's a thoroughness in your work, an attentiveness in your work. And, and, what I, and why that's important is more than ever before, we live in a generation of people who do just enough to get by, who do just enough to not get fired. That's not what God's calling us to be. He's calling us to be the excellent ones. He's calling us to be the excellent ones. I love the story in the Old Testament of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they were called in by the king with all of those other young men in the in the region to be uh, trained in the king's court, and uh, the king had his own regimen ready for those young men. But those four, who were God's men said, you know what? We're going to skip out on your regimen if you don't mind. And we're going to follow what would be pleasing unto our God. And at the end of the trial period, the Bible says those four young men, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were head and shoulders above the rest of the young men who were already excelling in the region, but they were head and shoulders noticeably above the rest because they followed the principles laid out by their God. And it was so noticeable that the king showed them great favor, extreme favor, because they were diligent to do what God told them to do. Diligence. God's looking for us to be excellent. I love those synonyms as we're talking about diligence. Think about it again. Conscientiousness, being conscientious of what you're doing, being meticulous, thorough, being attentive, I could stop right here and and go on a, a monologue for about two hours 
on the differences that I've seen between McDonald's and Chick-fil-A across America. Because anybody listening to this, if you've been to Chick-fil-A or if you live by one, you'll understand what's causing them to excel, you know, more than, more than anything. I mean, obviously God's hand is on them. They've honored God with their corporation, but what have they done? They have created an atmosphere in which they will bring people into the corporation that they know will uphold that standard of excellence that they expect. You know, it, it's crazy because we're in that um, we're in that time right now where, uh, if you're listening to this like way later, we're in that time period right now where uh, Popeyes is trying to rebrand themselves and create a you know a better chicken sandwich than Chick Fil A, which they will never do. Never, they'll never do it. Popeyes is horrible, by the way. It's completely horrible. Uh, and Chick-fil-A is not paying me to say that. They are horrible. Um, but the same with McDonald's. It blew my mind to find out that Chick-fil-A store for store was outselling McDonald's. And here's why. Chick-fil-A is only open six days a week, and I've never seen one that's open 24 hours. McDonald's are all open seven days a week, and many of them are 24-hour stores. And they're still being outsold by Chick-fil-A. But I believe the reason for that is the diligence of the workers at Chick-fil-A. And then the first thing that I said, the love, walking in love. You know, I've, I don't know that I've ever been to a Chick-fil-A where the workers showed me attitude. <laughs> I've been to very few McDonald's like that where there wasn't an attitude. <laughs> it's just the, it's the difference in the people and the culture and the place. You, you understand, like, uh, when they're out in 98-degree weather with, with you know, iPads taking your order around the building to make sure that things go more quickly than they would if they didn't come out. Diligence. I mean, just diligence. I mean, there's all these different things I could say, but there's a reason why McDonald's is falling and Chick-fil-A is rising. And it has everything to do with diligence. Everything to do with it. You know, it's just the whole culture is different. And that's what people want. People want diligent workers. Nobody wants to see something done half-heartedly. No one wants to see something that's full of mistakes because something wasn't. I mean, I, I, I thoroughly check every McDonald's bag that I get because I, there's always something wrong. Always something wrong. They'll give me someone else's order. They didn't get my order right. There'll be things missing in the bag. I always check that order because it feels like the workers are not conscientious. They're not thorough. They're not attentive. You know, they're not meticulous. They're not diligent. And so I have to do their work for them because of that. And it just ticks you off. You know, I, it, it's ridiculous. I've, but rarely have I ever had missing things at Chick-fil-A. It, it's the difference of diligence. The difference of diligence. It makes you head and shoulders above the rest. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, do you see a man diligent in his work? He will not stand before mere men, but he will serve kings. Talking about the level of promotion. He'll go higher and higher and higher. A man who is diligent in his work. He will not serve mere men. He will serve kings. And that'll be your story as well. Never ending increase. So diligence is the second element that demands promotion in the workplace. Number three, faithfulness. Faithfulness. Now this is different. Faithfulness deals with your 
you personally doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know, you're not late. You're not showing up late all the time. You're not missing work all the time. You know, you can be counted upon to do things that you're asked to do. You know, faithfulness is a massive, massive bonus in the generation we're living because there's so many people that don't want to be accountable to anyone. Don't want to be accountable to anyone. I've heard people complaining. I don't know. She showed right up at my desk and started telling me what to do. And I thought to myself, you don't know me. Who do you think you're talking to? Who are you to tell me? It's your boss. They're actually allowed to tell you what to do. Blows my mind the culture we're living in. It's like people don't want to be told what to do. Well, if you're going to work a job, you will have people over you that are in charge that will give instructions. And you've got to obey them no matter how much you like it or don't like it. It's how it works. Faithfulness, which is, by the way, a fruit of the spirit (laughs) for any believer. uh, Faithfulness is a fruit of the spirit. And it's something that you need to have. You're not going to steal money from your corporation. You know, every when you show up late to work, you're 20 minutes late, you're 30 minutes late, you're 10 minutes late. You've stolen that money from your from your company, from your corporation, from your job. You've stolen it because they're paying you to work whatever, 9 to 5. And when you come in 9:30 to 5, you've stolen 30 minutes of money from your corporation. That might seem like it's overkill, but I'm telling you it's these th- it's these small details it, it, that begin to get noticed. There's like, man, guy, guy's never on time. Can't I can't I can't even depend on this guy. If we had something that was due, if we had a meeting at nine a.m., can't trust him. He's never on time. Doesn't ever come to work on time. Not faithful. Not faithful. Ducking out early, trying to get out early. That's four thirty. You know what? They'll, they won't notice if I get out and get in the car. I mean, it's I want to miss that traffic. I want to get out of here. That you know they won't know. It, it, no, not faithful. Not faithful. And, and and let me tell you something. Faithfulness will get you promoted. It is noticed. Don't be the one that's always trying to run out at 459. You know, stay late. Get things done. Be a hustler. Work. Be productive. Be fruitful. That stuff is noticed. That stuff is noticed. That you're, you, you, you don't have any issue making it happen. And I'm telling you, that's the stuff that gets noticed. Faithfulness, a fruit of the Spirit, is key. A faithful worker, a faithful worker is promoted. Good and faithful servant. Thou good and faithful servant. I love what um, what happened in the parable of the talents, Matthew 25. There was, uh, obviously, you know, three servants. One got five talents, one got two, one got one. The one who had five doubled it, doubled it. The one who had two doubled it. The one who had one buried it into the ground and just gave it back to his master. But look what the master said when addressing the one with five that turned it to 10, the one with two that turned it to four. Well done, good and faithful servant. Faithful. Faithful means productivity, making things happen, attending the task you've been given and doing it with care, making sure it's done. Faithfulness will get you promoted. Number four, this is a massive one in 2019 and 2020, self-control. Self-control. This is huge. (laughs) I mean, I can't even tell you how huge it is. That people, uh, let me ask you this, those of you that are listening. How many of you have worked with somebody before that just said whatever they wanted all the time? 
just said whatever's uh, in their mind to say. Well, that's how I am. I say what I think. You ever been work ever work with somebody like that before? Who you had to walk on eggshells? You ever you ever worked with an emotional wreck? That every day when you came into work, you had to walk on eggshells around them for thirty minutes just to see what kind of mood they were in that day. You are not called to be that person. You are called to have self-control. And if somebody ticks you off, you're not going to stand there for 13 minutes cussing them out and berating them because they upset you or made you mad. Self-control. You might feel like smacking somebody in the head, but you're not going to smack somebody. You're not going to chew somebody out. You're not going to cuss somebody out. You're not going to flip somebody off. You're not going to storm out of a conference room. You're not going to tell your boss off after lunch. You're not. No, none of that's going to be your story because you have self-control, which is another fruit of the Spirit. Number four, self-control. Self-control. Self-control also helps you be faithful. Helps you be faithful. Means you're not taking 45 minutes for lunch when you've been given 30. You discipline yourself. Say, I'm going back to work. Means you don't show up at 9.45 because you're going to control yourself. The things your flesh doesn't want to do, self-control makes it do. And people who have self-discipline, self-control, let me tell you something. They will go far. They will go far in business because nobody wants to work and especially no one wants to promote a worker who you never know what they're going to do. Loose cannon. You never know. Man, are they going to cuss somebody out today? Are they going to stomp out today? Are they going to slam doors today? Are they going to throw stuff through the office? Are they going to get in a fight with somebody? You know, no one likes working with people like that. No one. It's the worst thing in the world to have to put up with that immature attitude in a professional environment. It's stupid. And nobody wants it. And even though, even if they can't find any reason to fire you because you haven't literally done anything that's that's uh, worthy of firing, you know they'll make sure you don't get promoted. That's for sure. They'll make sure they don't have to work with you directly, keep you out of their hair. Somebody that's got no self control just says whatever they feel, does whatever they feel. We've got to be people of self control. That you know, if we're working with difficult to work with people. We'll stay professional. If we work with difficult to work with people, we're not going to fly off the handle at them. We will allow ourselves to continue to walk in love and in, and, and in faith. It doesn't matter what the other people are doing. It's not going to govern my actions. I have self-control. And people with self-control will be promoted. They'll be promoted. And self-control also helps you with number five, but let's jump into a fifth quality that demands promotion in the workplace, peace. Peace. Oh my goodness. If I could talk about this peace, it, it, it gives you peace, not just in yourself personally, but you actually create an environment of peace in the workplace. This kind of goes along with number five or number four, self-control, but nobody likes drama. Nobody likes drama. I mean, I know there's people that thrive on that, but nobody wants to work in it. You might like to watch it on a reality show. Nobody wants to work and live in it. You know, I've watched from the outside as people have kind of done things around me. One thing I notice, and you could probably test this out for yourself. If you know, I've seen this happen in church often. If you know there's somebody in church that's always going through some sort of drama and wants to tell you all about it and get you embroiled in it, I've watched as people... When church gets 
uh, let out and it's time for people to go to their cars. I've watched people actively avoid those people. They'll see they'll see which way that person goes. Are they going to go into the lobby? I'm going out the side door. Did they go out the side door into the parking lot? I'm going out through the lobby. I don't want to encounter them. I don't like being embroiled in drama. I don't like getting involved with unrest. I hate it. I hate the feeling of unrest. I don't want to be you know, walking around with high blood pressure all the time, about to blow a gasket because people are ticking me off and there's unrest and there's bickering, complaining and drama. I don't like that. We are to strive to enter into rest. We are strive to enter into peace and live in peace with all men as much as possible, the Bible says. Live in peace with all men as much as humanly possible. You know, and, and that's how we're called to live, in peace. It doesn't mean that everybody's going to treat us peacefully, but it means that you'll continue to sow. You know, the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. You know, you don't have, let me just say something. You don't have to get the last word in order to feel like the winner. You know, well, he said this to me, so let me tell you what, when, I, when lunch break comes, let me tell you what I'm going to say to him. No, just let it die. Let it die. That's a sign and mark of maturity. I've said this before on the broadcast and on the podcast, I believe, but what you want to grow, feed it. But what you want to die, starve it. Starve what you want to die, feed what you want to grow. If you've got tensions with coworkers and uh, managers or whatever it is, then don't feed those tensions. Don't feed those things. Let them die. Let them die. Let them die. And that's that's a, a mark of maturity to walk in peace. Walk in peace towards your coworkers. Sow that into your office. Let me tell you what people do love, peace and joy. One of the things you'll see, joy and peace attract people, but depression and unrest or, or drama, it repels people because nobody wants to be around it. One of the things you may have seen before, if you if you work in an office where there's cubicles and everybody's working together on an open floor, if if you got four people standing around a computer laughing and, and looking at something, you know what happens? People get up out of their seat and walk over and they say, man, what's, what's so funny? What are you guys laughing at? You know why? Because people want to be a part of joy. They want to be a part of peace. They don't want to be a part of depression. They don't want to be a part of unrest and drama. So peace in your workplace. It demands promotion. Number six, this is a massive one. This is a massive one. The sixth Christian quality that demands promotion is that you have the advantage of the Holy Spirit as your divine teacher. This is so massive for the workplace. You've got the advantage of the Holy Spirit as your divine teacher. The Bible says in the Gospel of John that we have no need that any man teach us anything for the Holy Spirit teaches us all things. So literally, you have the Holy Spirit as your guide and your teacher who has given you supernatural wisdom and knowledge. So you literally, there's nothing you can't learn. Think about this. If they said, well, listen, we'd like to give you this promotion, but you have to first be proficient with this you know, computer program or whatever. 
Let's just say that was the situation. We we want to promote somebody from within the company, but they've got to be proficient with this computer program. Well, you can't just go and be like, well, I'm older, you know, I'm not good with computers. You know, I'm in my late 50s, early 60s, and I'm just not good with computers. Aren't you filled with the Holy Ghost? Isn't he your teacher? Doesn't he teach you all things? Then don't ever say you're not good at something. Don't ever say you don't know something. Don't ever say you can't learn something. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. All things. Doesn't matter what it is. You can learn it because the Holy Spirit is your teacher. The Holy Spirit is your teacher. That means you're never at a disadvantage. Can I tell you, everything that I've learned to do in life, the Holy Spirit has taught me to do. I've never had a college education to do it. I've never, you know, I've never studied music theory. I've never gone to school for music or graphics or web design or anything other than Bible school. I've never done any other education past high school. However, I have tons of skills now that people have paid thousands of dollars to obtain, but I got them from studying to show myself approved and the Holy Spirit anointing my mind to retain that knowledge. You're the same. You've got the same Holy Spirit. You've got the same teacher that Christ gave us when he went to heaven and sent the Holy Ghost to us. You have that same advantage that I have or any other believer has. The Holy Spirit is your teacher. Remember this. There's nothing you can't learn. You can adapt in any situation. You can gain knowledge about anything because the Holy Spirit will help you. You know, it's an amazing thing is uh, one of the women that came to, um, her and her husband came to our meeting and she said, you know, when you prayed for me last time and told me that God was going to open doors for uh, avenues of income and everything, she said, I went home and I started, the Holy Spirit started showing me all these letters and I didn't know what the letters meant. And she said, I started Googling them and found out that they were the, uh, the call signs, if you were, on the stock exchange you know, for corporations, you know, like the three letters that uh, represent the corporation on the, on the stock exchange. And she said, the Holy Spirit started telling me and teaching me which ones to buy, which ones to sell. And she said, you know, you know, what's crazy. She said, last week, I just hit my first thousand dollar a week profit. And she was making thousand dollars a week profit. And then she sent us a message afterwards, hit her first $2,500 in a week profit from day trading and she never had had any education in day trading or never went to school for anything. The Holy Spirit began to teach her. The Holy Spirit began to teach her. That's your advantage as well. The sixth Christian quality that demands promotion in the workplace is that you're never without knowledge. You always have the Holy Spirit showing you, teaching you, training you, and you'll be the best. You'll be the best at what you do, not barely getting by. Finally, number seven, and I love this one because it's needed, is that you have the mind of Christ to communicate properly. Now, this is huge. This, This doesn't just deal with your skills of work as the Holy Spirit being your teacher does, but the mind of Christ, meaning you have divine wisdom on how to communicate properly. Do you know one of, they say the number one fear people have is public speaking, the ability to speak in front of others. Um, which is crazy. I mean, more than death, people fear speaking in front of other people. Um, But you know as well as I do that without communication, proper communication, clear communication, 
So many balls get dropped. So many things become a problem because there was not proper communication. And one of the things the mind of Christ allows you to do is that he gives you supernatural wisdom in order to communicate with others around you properly. I love what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55. God speaks through the prophet and says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So when we have the mind of Christ, we gain access to the ways and the thoughts of God. And we have the ability to communicate those things. You know what's interesting is in the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul writes a letter to what we could easily say the most immature church in the New Testament, the Corinthian church in Greece. And even though they were super spiritually immature, listen to what Paul says about them. He said, um, I always give thanks, this is verse four, by the way. I'm gonna read verses four through seven. I always thank my God for you and for the gracious gifts he's given you now that you belong to Christ Jesus. Through him, God has enriched your church in every way with all eloquent words and all of your knowledge. This confirms that what I told you about Christ is true. Now you have every spiritual gift you need as you eagerly wait for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you see that? You have every spiritual gift you need as you wait for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. All knowledge and all, uh, one translation says utterance, this one says eloquent words. People say, well, I'm just not good with words, brother. No, you have the mind of Christ and you have the ability to communicate properly and to communicate efficiently. And one of the things that will cause you to demand promotion in the workplace is that you've got the ability to communicate thoughts and ideas and problems to your superiors and to your coworkers better than anyone else that works in that corporation. That is a valuable asset. Trust me when I tell you, because when I say communicate properly, it doesn't just mean that you tell your superiors or coworkers when there's a problem, but proper communication uh, paired with the Holy Spirit being your teacher allows you to communicate that issue and also provide a multi, uh, you know, multiple answers to the problem. Don't ever bring up a problem unless you also bring up an answer to the problem. Otherwise, talking about it doesn't help the, the situation at all. So when I say proper communication, how amazing is it to your superior when you come and say, listen, this department is experiencing this issue. I've typed out a list of three possible solutions for you to choose from. Well, listen, the mind of Christ and the Holy Spirit being your teacher just helped you to, when you go in to speak to your superior, number one, make them aware of the issue. But number two, it's made their job so much easier because now they don't have to sit there and ponder and think, what in the world should we do now? There's issues in this department in the corporation. Uh, now I got to break from my work to figure out, you know what they're going to do? They're going to be able to quickly scan the, the document that you've provided that has three possible 
solutions and they get to choose the solution which they believe to be the most effective. And they will appreciate, number one, you working hard to provide solutions. And number two, they will appreciate you saving their time, which is valuable. And it all happened because you have the Holy Spirit as your teacher and you have the mind of Christ to help you communicate properly to those that are around you. And that's key because God is raising up excellent workers And when you have this excellent spirit about you, it causes divine promotion to come to you. First of all, we know promotion doesn't come from men anyway. comes from the Lord, Psalm 75, verses 6 and 7. But see, this is what God's looking for, diligent, excellent workers that will represent his kingdom properly, who he can bless. And when he blesses you, it allows you to be a blessing to your generation and to the kingdom of God in particular. And God will allow you to be a financier of the kingdom because the more you're blessed, the more finances are coming into your hand. And the more come into your hand, the more of a blessing you can be. I'm going to pray right now for every person listening that God would make you this kind of a worker, that you would excel, whether you're working for somebody or whether you got your own business and you're now hiring employees, whatever it may be, you are going to excel by the power of God. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray now that you would use every one of these workers. Let every one of these qualities come alive in their life, no matter how they've worked in the past. Father, today, let them begin to work in love, diligence, faithfulness, self-control, peace. Let the Holy Spirit teach us all things and let the mind of Christ ignite us to communicate properly wherever we are. And we thank you as we abide by these biblical principles that there's no limit to how high you can raise us in this life. And we will always give you the glory and the praise and the honor because you're the one who brings promotion. We thank you. We give you honor and glory and praise in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. I love you guys so much. Thank you for uh, being with me again uh, on the podcast. If you guys have anything you'd like to hear on the podcast, shoot me a message. You can Instagram, uh, DM me on Instagram, at reply me on Twitter. If you'd like to send me a text message, you know where to send it. 757-300-1078. Love to hear from you guys. And uh, it, al- it always... I really love the podcast. I'll just put it that way. I love being able to talk to you guys like this, be very direct. And um, it just, it means a lot to me to have you with me every week. Uh, and I and I believe in you. That's why I do this. I mean, we don't just do the broadcast on Facebook and YouTube, but I, I take the time to do the podcast because I believe in you. I believe in who God's created you to be and the anointing that's on your life. And anything I can do to help equip you to accomplish that, I want to do. I love you guys very much. Don't forget until next week, goodness and mercy are following you for the rest of your life. I'll talk to you soon. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.